Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio. Thanks so much for joining the conversation with us this week. My name is Jeff Stroman. My partner at Hope DW, I think, is just wrapping up the gifts. How are you doing, man? Good. How are you doing? Good. I, I, I'm not very good at rapping, though, honestly. No? They know when I wrap a gift. It does not look good. Oh, I thought you were talking about, like, throwing down a rap, like, beatboxing and that sort Well, of I could do that. I'm, I'm the champ here. Oh, yeah. Doing can, that. can you give us a taste? No. It's it's <laughs> something you have to see in person. I could, I could start a beat for you. No, no. No, you can ask the students. I, I They challenged me, and I won. Yes. Corey have... Stensberg I took on. Really? Yes. So if he's <laughs> listening tonight, he's probably got his head down low thinking this almost 60-year-old guy beat him at beatboxing. No pun Unreal. intended. Right. <laughs> Anyway, yep. are you ready for Christmas yet? Me? Um, yeah. You know, I love Christmas season. Um, I, I love it. It's it's probably one of the more uh, thought or reflective times of my life. Uh, everything seems to slow down for a couple days, and I enjoy that. Uh, we usually stay home during Christmas, and, and usually my daughters come up, and that's the only request I've ever had for Christmas, um, really, as I've gotten older, is is that my daughters would come up and be home during Christmas for that day. And uh, it's been very, very special. Wake up in the morning and, and just enjoy being together as a family. And that's the only gift I've asked of them is to be there personally. And uh, other than that, you know, I love the snow outside and the quietness of it. And it, I wish Thanksgiving would go back to where everything shut down. Um, and I wish and I'm thankful that Christmas many times everything is pretty much shut down on that day. So. Hmm. Well, and we've got our great panel of hope again tonight. We've got Jason from Silver Birch Ranch and Mike Ott, youth pastor at Graceway Fellowship. Welcome, guys. Yeah, good to be back. Yeah, it's always good to be able to come in and have some great conversations. You guys ready for Christmas? I'm always ready for Christmas. I love Christmas. I think I'm just getting over Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anything on your wish lists? Mm. Nothing in particular. Alexis. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I'm... <laughs> You know, I'm I'm looking at those commercials sometimes thinking, are you kidding me? People actually put Lexuses with bows in people's driveways. Um, I can give you my address if you're listening out there. That's right. If if you're looking for a Lexus to wrap up, actually, I wouldn't want a Lexus though. I don't. I'm not sure that that would be the car for me. Even yeah. if it showed up with a bow in your driveway, I don't think so. I think I would sell it. All right. Yeah, wow. I'm not sure Lexus is my kind of car. Right. Yeah, huh. I'm more of a, uh, a Honda CRV kind of guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so put one of those in my driveway with a bow. That'd be fine. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we'll see what we can do here. Or a Honda Civic. Pulse those would be nice too. You're a Honda, about Honda Fit. Yeah. You like you have a do you have a Fit? Yeah, I have a Fit. <laughs> they transport good stuff. We uh, for Operation Christmas Child, we had a bunch of boxes down here, and we put about 150 in the back with the seats laid down. There you wow. go. Wow. I just love the mileage on those things, man. I, I don't know how they do that, but it, but I love the mileage. I know it sounds like we're doing an ad for somebody. We're not. <laughs> Um, I just I just love the mileage. I, I, if I get a wind behind me on my my CRV, I have a CRV. I, I'll get forty miles at a gallon on that baby. So wow, wow, um, it's very fun. That is impressive. It is. Yeah, you know, this year we decided to actually go out and get a an actual real Christmas tree this time, and didn't go up to the North Woods quite where you are yet, Dave. But uh, that was that was fun taking the whole family out there and doing something different. And do you guys do that sort of thing? Do you guys decorate trees or put lights up or anything decorative? We do. We do. You know what? We've done a, a real tree every year. And this year I told Linda, we need a false tree. I mean, we need to do that. And uh, she, <laughs> would, she wouldn't let me do it. But, oh, good. Yeah. Well, the, the bottom line is I used to go every year and cut it down with, with our family. I mean, mm-hmm. when the girls were little growing up, yeah. we'd go out and I'd get all laid down in the snow and cut the tree. We'd drag it like the Charlie Brown Christmas, you know, on a sled <laughs> and drag it. And we had some great memories there. And in the last few years, it's been these two old people, you know, waddling out into the field and and, 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 and and me laying down on the ground and and my wife going, I don't know, I don't know. And I'm thinking, I don't want to do this anymore. 
So I said, let's get a false treat. She said, no. So we went and at least we compromised. I didn't buy, I didn't cut one down this year, but I bought one that was pre-cut. So we have a, a Christmas tree up and it's doing the same thing. It smells nice. I mean, the whole works. But so unfortunately, there was no waddling this no year. No waddling this year. <laughs> no waddling with the tree. You know, I, I, I think it was, isn't it something with waddling clothes or something? I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, mean, I think that's about guys, old people going to get Christmas trees. They wear waddling clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the picture's oh. terrible. What about you, Jason? What do you do? Since I've been married, my wife and I started a tradition of going and cutting down our tree. And yeah. so we did that. Enjoy. With our son this year. Um, yeah. But he's still too young to do anything. So my wife held him while I laid down in the snow and, and drug it out there. But it was fun. We enjoyed it. I love I loved the Christmas season. Yep. I do. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you're, you, you love to bake and that kind of stuff. So do you make anything special at Christmas? Uh, we do all the cookies and stuff. And um, my grandma used to make a bunch of stuff. And one of the things that she made was, was saffron bread um, or saffron buns. And so you take saffron, which happens to be the most expensive spice in the world. Um, <laughs> I don't believe it or not. And uh, you just make it like a bread with it. But she used to always make it. And so uh, we, Babe and I started doing that. Uh, wow. and, and that's been fun. Saffron bread. What saffron does saffron bread. taste like? Saffron, uh, it's a unique, uh, kind of subtle, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's good. Huh. It's really good. It's unique. Once, If you've ever had saffron, you, you would know the taste of it. Yeah, well, I'm Swedish. We do Swedish stuff. We have Swedish meatballs and limpa, limpa bread, which oh. is a sweet rye bread. Hmm. And then uh, uh, my mom used to have Swedish potato sausage. And then she used to have um, a lutefisk, which is, should be illegal. I was going to say, that's disgusting. Yeah, it should be illegal. But it's, it's still there. <laughs> Um, and then herring, you know, I got to have the herring, pickled, pickled? herring. Oh that, yeah, oh, love oh, it. Nice. Every year I make my daughters eat one piece. It's tradition. Oh. They have to have one. <laughs> I'll eat the whole jar, but they have to have one. Ooh. It's a deal. Uh, I always see that in the store. I'm like, who uh, eats that? Um, you're looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff. If you get any for a gift, re-gift it to me. Uh, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Well, speaking of gifts, that's our mode of conversation tonight. So join us on the tweet back if you would. Use the hashtag HNRTB or go to hopenet360.com slash tweet back. You can be part of the conversation. Let us know what you do for Christmas, maybe what your best gift has been uh, so far. I don't know if you do I don't know if you do any St. Nick stuff or if you do any of those things or what's on your wish list, but we'd love to hear about it on the tweet back tonight. So join us in the conversation. If you're new to the show, First, I want to thank you for listening in, whether it's on Q90FM, TuneIn Radio app, or iTunes, or just on HopeNet360.com. Last month, we did our Thanksgiving series, and we saw a record number of people listening, which was so awesome. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and being part of the conversation. You know, on the show, we laugh, we get serious, we'll share stories that help point you to real hope through difficult seasons in life. And our goal here on the show is really simple. Inspire meaningful, honest conversations about love, faith, and hope. We'll contrast what pop culture says about various things and filter them through the lens of Jesus and his word. Every past episode you can find on our website, hopenet360.com, on iTunes, on TuneIn Radio. And uh, along with that, we do have a 24-7 crisis chat line that's available. So if tonight, if you're going through something, maybe this is a hard time of year for you. Sometimes the holidays can be really a difficult time to be joyful or thankful. So chat with the live coach anytime you need to at hopenet360.com. And also tonight we've got some notes. So if you want to go to hopenet360.com slash radio, you can find the notes for tonight's show. And, and there's some more links, some more, some fun pictures. Once in a while we post some pictures and stuff from the show. So enough business. Uh, this gifts thing, I don't know if you guys do any gifts or that sort of thing, but gifts seem to be a big, kind of a hot commodity where people want more things and we acquire more things. And then, you know, by the end of January or February, we're done with them and, and hoping that our birthday comes around close to it again. Yeah, you know, I think we love looking forward to something, and um, everybody does. And, and sometimes we look forward to things that are just all about us, <laughs> and, and, and gifts are that way oftentimes. They're just really all about us. When really, you know, what I'm thinking as I'm getting older, and my kids would ask me or, or my wife would ask me what I'm interested in, I, usually it's like nothing. I, I'm really not interested in anything. I'm interested in you. I want you to be around, and I want to sit with you that day, and I want to just be with you. And and, and, and you change what you think is important. And I think throughout the show today, we're going to be talking about uh, looking at gifts maybe a little different way, a little different than normally uh, we talk about at Christmas. We're going to take a break here on the show. Remember to chat with us on Twitter right now. Use the hashtag HNRTV on the tweet back. We'll be back with more on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting, stressed out, need somebody to talk to? 
Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show, HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, Jason, Mike Ott in studio with you tonight. Glad you joined the conversation. Join us on the tweet back right now. We're on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTV or go to hopenet360.com slash tweet back. You know, you can also email us anytime at hope at hopenet360.com. Let us know what you think. Tonight, as we're talking on the show, we're talking about gifts. And I'd like to know what your favorite gift has been, maybe through the years, uh, maybe the best, or maybe the most unique gift that you've gotten over the years. Some of us do give gifts. Some spend more money than others, and some do not. This can kind of be the, the time of year, too, where it can be a little bit depressing, where we get focused on the wrong things. I, I think that's really the reality. We get focused on the wrong things, that maybe if I'm not getting a certain gift or I'm not... You know, if I don't have enough money to buy it, it's almost like you're the haves versus the have-nots. And where does where does the Bible talk about gifts? And what do we see in the Bible? All the way through the Bible, it, there's very it's very clear that people are, are given unique abilities by God. They're born with those unique abilities. Many people, if they would just understand how they were made, would be extremely satisfied with life. And a lot of the times we're, we're not satisfied with life because we don't realize how we were made and how we were gifted. Uh, we're actually made to depend on each other and each other's gifts and to depend on God. Uh, none of us are uniquely gifted in a way where we can be independent. The body of Christ principle is, is clear about that. I mean, it's, uh, if you become a believer, if you are a Christian, you're, you're a part of the body. And then there's other gifts that are, are more specific gifts of, uh, there are some people that are great pastors, you know, I mean, they're, They've got a pastor's heart. They're, they're, they're great at being able to communicate God's word. They, they have a shepherd's heart in a way. In fact, there was a group of pastors up here, and, and the one senior pastor that was here, uh, when he wasn't with us, the other two pastors asked me um, why many years ago I suggested that this guy became a pastor. What did I see in him? And, and, because he wasn't a pastor. He was actually working in business and doing different things. And, and, and I said, man, you need to be a pastor. And they said, why did you tell him that? And they, they weren't upset by it. They thought, I mean, very perceptive, but why? And I said, man, his heart. This guy has the heart of a shepherd. There's no doubt about it. And he belongs in that position. So what I did was just say, I saw this gift in him. I saw that in my dad, who was a pastor, my brother has that gift. I don't have that gift. of. of I'm more of a prophet kind of guy. And, and so what we're doing, what I'm doing right now is just kind of sorting out. There, there are these different gifts that God gives not one being more important than the other. The Apostle Paul says that, you know, there's other teachers out there that teach differently than me, and they, some water and some plant and some the, the different gifts that God gives individuals so that in the end we look back and we see the whole thing done uh, as far as uh, needs being met and, and the job that Christ wants to do on earth being accomplished. And it's really fun to be a part of that when you find out who you are and you plug into it. Is there a difference between gifts that you're born with and gifts that God gives you through like spiritual gifts? You know, I don't know. I, I would think that when you're born, then obviously since God knows the future, that he knows exactly how uh, you need to be gifted in order to achieve what he wants you to achieve. So I think they're there. I think it's our sin in our life and our not listening to God that keeps us from that. I mean, uh, take a look at the body analogy that I threw around. Uh, if, if I'm walking down the road, do I really think about place this foot in front of that foot, place this foot in front of that foot, make sure the toes are gripping here to keep you in balance, make sure your arms... Are, I don't think about any of that, actually. The, the only thing I really would love to have happen when I walk down the street or I, I go for a jog is that every part of my body just function together and, and that it does it automatically without me thinking about it. In order for that to happen, each part of the body has to be, have unfettered access to the brain. So really, when you think about it, each part of the body was created to be that part. And, and they're gifted at that. My knee is really gifted at being a knee. It's not gifted at being a mouth. It's gifted at being a knee. And yet every part of the body of Christ, every part has to have the same, um, it has the same requirement. Every part should be listening to the brain. That's the only requirement. And, and when I do that, it works flawlessly. It actually looks good. So are we born with that? No, I think we're born into sin. And so we're, we're, we're broken from the brain at that point, And we don't get it. 
Um, but at, I think that God instilled in us uh, the ideas. Uh, when, when a young person comes to me and asks, you know, how do I know what I'm supposed to do in life? You know, it's, normally I ask them, well, what would you do for nothing? Mm-hmm. And, and they would go and tell me, well, you know, I don't know. I couldn't make money doing this, but they would say I, I would love to help you know, poor people in, in Asia, you know, in this and that and the other. And I go, well, go do that. You see, that's why I think you, you start to, to take away some of the cultural barriers that are in our way and talk to somebody about what God implanted in their heart from the time they were born. I mean, you can watch people as they grow and they've got certain, like this, this guy that I said should be a pastor. I mean, when I saw him deal with people, he had this heart for, for um, caring for their needs and teaching them. And I thought, man, this guy ought to be a shepherd. Mm. And, and that's things that you can't teach people. And so I think that there are gifts that each of us have that you can't really teach that person. They already have it. Mm-hmm. And then it needs to be developed by listening to the brain. I don't know if that makes sense, but. No, it absolutely makes sense. I was thinking, you know, it took me a while to actually sit down and think about some of the things I was either born with or over time developed. And I learned a lot about myself when I started figuring those things out. Like one of the things is I'm a learner. I'm a person that likes to learn about anything, and get my hands on and so I like to ask questions. Uh, there was a time where I remember one boss kind of chewed me out. He said, you ask way too many questions. I was working at a sheet metal factory, but I wanted to learn how everything worked in that shop because I wanted to be able to do my best while working. So I learned how to be a hard worker. I'm very observant. I'm a person who'll go in the room and I'll take everything in. Not everybody is born like that. Not everybody is observant. Not everybody is a learner that wants to learn how every little detail works. Other people have different gifts where, like, I sit back and I'm, like, watch somebody, like, start painting. I was watching a middle schooler uh, this past uh, – a couple weeks ago, I believe. We were doing a paint night at the YMCA, and she brought her little picture in. I'm like, okay, she's going to, you know, draw off the picture. Well, she started mixing paints, and I realized mm. I probably shouldn't have been the teacher. I should have gave it to this little middle schooler, and she painted one of the most – wonderful masterpieces i've ever seen a middle schooler paint like she's mixing paint she started at the top of the canvas she worked down and within two hours she had something that i'll never be able to paint like i would probably have to take like two years of art school or something to even get close (laughs) to that wow so i think there's a lot of those things that you know once we start digging into who we are we start seeing that god did give us um, abilities when we were born. God wired us with different physical uh, features as well as mental features and other things as well. Here's the reality. I mean, we talk about the haves versus the have-nots, and this is the time of year where some of you are, are going through and you're, you're just trying to make it through the holidays and trying to make it through and and you feel guilty that maybe you can't spend as much money on Christmas. And, and here's the reality. Tonight on the show, we're going to talk more about gifts and not material gifts that we get, but gifts that God gives. See, God gives us good gifts, and we're going to talk more about what this means. We're also going to define between, I think there is a distinction between some of those natural gifts that we have and then spiritual gifts, what the Bible talks about, that we have these abilities that are not really natural, not of ourselves, but they're supernatural, and they're meant for a purpose. And it's hopefully it, it kind of gives you an understanding that you're more than just another person. You're more than just uh, somebody who walks the halls and, and is just like anybody else. See, God really gives us an identity in him. When we come into his family, tonight, if you've been feeling hopeless, if you've been struggling, if you're trying to figure out who you are, I think the biggest question that a lot of teenagers and a lot of young adults struggle with is this, who am I? This identity thing. And when we understand the gifts that God has given to us, we begin to peel away and, and see more of who God is and how he's wired us and how he's made us unique and how he's fabricated us. So I hope tonight it just inspires you to, to dig more into what God has for you. Dave, when we come back, one of your favorite guys, Vadi Bakum, talks about the mediocrity of Christians in America. And I think this comes into play, too, when we talk about spiritual gifts. So we'll pick up this conversation when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. Hope Net Radio on Q90FM. This is Hope Net Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Dave, one of your favorite guys, Vadi Bakum, has talked about, and we'll include this in the show notes, this video that he put out, of how we've become a people who are one of the only types of people really in, in any culture that we've accepted mediocrity into our lives. And, and have you seen this video, Dave? Are you familiar with, with his talk? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, 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 you know, it's 
mediocrity is interesting. It's it's like we give up. Hmm. Mediocrity is something that uh, is another word for it. Would be I cope with life rather than enjoy life. And when we cope with life, it's like we just we don't realize that we are actually put on this planet to accomplish something. And it's the, the, the whole warfare idea with Satan trying to stop it, et cetera, that God enables us and, and, and empowers us. We could be in the middle of something absolutely wonderful. And yet we don't believe that. So we just kind of watch. It's like we're, we're watching life rather than participating in it. And, and I think that causes us to be me, mediocre in what we do and, and go into this coping phase of life rather than living phase of life. So I think if we understood the gifts that God wanted to give us and what he wanted us to accomplish— we wouldn't be coping, we'd be living. And, and, uh, and, and that might be a little trigger for people. If, if right now in their lives they're thinking, man, I just want to get through the day, and I, I think there are days like that, but if that goes day after day and they're just, well, I, I, I'm never going to be used you know, of God in a real significant way. I'm just a nobody. And you know what? I, I, would, I would suggest maybe they go back and revisit the idea of, uh, number one, whether they're actually in God's family and have the Holy Spirit in their life. And that's something that, that it obviously is very important. Um, if you don't know you're in God's family, you can know that. You can understand whether you're a part of his family or not. And it's not because of your works or your goodness or your gifts or your talents. It's because Jesus died for you. Mm-hmm. And, and we understand that we're sinful and we come and we place our trust in what Jesus did for us. And as, as that happens, we become part of God's family. And as that happens, it becomes possible for us to have these gifts that God gives us in order to be a part of what he is doing and in, in order to be a part of what the family's doing. And uh, without that, we, we tend to say, well, it can't be done anyway, so we go into this mediocre kind of lifestyle, which is not uh, how we're made to be. Yeah. You know, I think that's an interesting distinction. I think the first question that we end up getting out of order that we ask eventually is, who is God? I think that's got to be the first question. A lot of times as we're going through teenage years, I, rem- I remember the teenage years for me, I was had this question, like, who am I? You know, who was I going to be? What was I going to do with myself? You get those questions, what am I going to do with my life? What's my career going to be? And and then finally later down the road, we may come to that point where we question who God is, but oftentimes we get so focused on ourselves that we start with the question, who am I, before we ask, who are you, God? So I think tonight it's important that we get those in order. You got to first answer the question, who is God? And then second question comes with it, who am I? And then how do I fit into this world, you know, this created world around me, the people that are around me, and what we would call society? And what's my responsibility then? So tonight that's kind of what we're tackling. We're going to talk about some spiritual gifts because God has wired each person, every one of you guys, has been wired a specific way where God has a plan and a purpose. He didn't create you like anybody else. He didn't make you to, to conform into everybody else and make us all like robots. No, he, he gave us specific gifts. He gave us abilities, and he created us in his image and uniquely. So that's another important question. When we're asking the question, who am I? I think we also have to ask the question, well, how has God wired me? When I think of uh, how has God wired me, uh, that's a question that I never asked in my teenage years. That's a question I asked down the road. One of the first times I started asking, you know, how God wired me, I was actually in seminary. Professors started basically giving me a hard time, asking me the hardest questions, uh, asking me what my spiritual gifts were, what my uh, passions were for life. And I started uh, very surface level. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden he didn't he didn't want the surface level. He made me keep continuing digging into who I was. And that's probably when I walked around or walked away understanding who I was. And it took me a long time because I would go after different things. You know, I had different identities all throughout high school, even throughout college. Mm -hmm. But until I was in seminary and somebody came and sat down with me and really made me dig into my life and ask, hey, what what are you passionate about? What are your loves? And I started thinking, well, youth ministry is one. And but he's like, no, go even deeper. What do you want to do with youth ministry and stuff like that? And so for me, it was just realizing that you can continue to dig deeper to see who you are. And that was kind of what I when I started doing it. And I still do that. I evaluate myself all the time this past year. Now that I'm 30. Uh, I went into a lot of different testing and stuff, and I took a different assessments. And it's amazing that I'm still learning stuff about me. 
when you get married, you learn a lot about <laughs> yourself. Uh, you're like, man, I didn't have these problems. And then you sit back and, you know, you're having this conversation with your wife and she's like pointing things out. And you're like, man, I never saw that. Mm. And so you're going to continue to evaluate yourself because God's wired you in a unique way. He's wired you different than anybody else. There's not two individuals out there that are exactly wired the same. That's interesting. So did you, when you were in college or when you were in seminary, did you ever feel like, man, why didn't anybody ask me these questions sooner? Yeah, I think that was a big thing. Uh, I think that I would have had a lot more figured out. Uh, (laughs) That's me. And so for me now, I ask those questions to a lot of younger people uh, because if they can sit back and figure out who they are at a much younger age, they can move forward in life a lot quicker than I did. And so those are big things. Even in your teenage years, even in your middle school, I worked at a boarding school in California. And some of the questions that I would ask, why are you reacting this way? Mm. Or why, you know, why does this make you angry? And just getting down into it, well, it hurt my belief of, or, or it hurt my belief of, in something, or I saw something valuable in it and somebody did something. And so a lot of times, even pulling those values or the beliefs or, you know, the passions of a, an individual out. And, and then if you find somebody that's really creative, you mm-hmm. pour into them and encourage them in those areas. So you just said a whole lot there. And I, I have some thoughts. I have some something that you said where things bother you, you know, certain things maybe bothered you or bother other people. And, and I think sometimes Dave or Jason, maybe you guys can chime in too. Do you guys find that when there are things that bother people, young people, do you find that there's a, maybe a spiritual gift or maybe something in there that says, hey, maybe maybe this is part of your spiritual gift? Yeah, I think sometimes when we look at our lives, and especially teenagers, because I feel like that's when, as people, we're trying to define and, and figure out who we are as a person. And so I, I think a lot of times we ask those questions of ourselves. And oftentimes when there's something that is that is poking at our heart, that is, that is causing this, you know, wanting to figure it out. Oftentimes that's because God put that desire or that, that prickling there because it's, it's part of the gifting that he's given us, you know. And as we, as we grow in life, I think, you know, we, we talk about the, these gifts and stuff and, and we're naturally gifted at things that God is, has, has for us. But it's even in the moments where we're not natural at something that we learn as well. You know, when I think about spiritual gifts, there, there are spiritual gifts that were, you know, that come very easy to us. And then there's others where I think we need to challenge ourselves because then that allows God to use us as the tools that he's created us to be. Because uh, we have to remember why we have these gifts in the first place. Mm-hmm. And it's really to bring glory to him and then to help us to love others. You know, we've talked about that in other shows. At, at the core of who we are, we're supposed to love God and love others. And, and so that, therefore, that's what the, the purpose of these gifts has to be. And so there's things that naturally come to us that make it easy. But then in those moments where it may not be so clear, I think that's where God is stretching us and pushing us so that it doesn't become easy enough, easy enough for us just to rely on our own ability. I don't know if that makes sense, yeah. but then it takes the focus off of us and puts it back on God and allowing him and his Holy Spirit to work through us to impact the world. I was reading a quote from a guy named C.H. Parkhurst. He said this, experience is the only perfect teacher. We can, of course, crowd ourselves with facts, but that is not wisdom. Wisdom is gained by the process of somehow letting the threads of truth weave themselves into the tissues of our own life. And it, it, what he's saying is very simple, and, and this is what I heard both Jason and Mike say in, in a way. It's like, as you grow older, you begin to see things differently. Even in, uh, in our, our listeners should read 1 Corinthians 13. There's a verse in the 11th the 11th verse of 1 Corinthians 13, it says, When I was a child, I spoke like a child. When I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. It's, there's a development process that takes place. And the development process is, is getting to the point, first of all, where you become a child in God's family. In other words, you know you're sinful. You know you need Jesus as your Savior. You place your trust in Jesus Christ. You become a member of God's family. Now, now, really, like any child, you're very self-focused and self-centered at that point. And as you continue to grow, you realize it's bigger than that. And we have to allow ourselves the privilege of growing. We, we have to allow ourselves the privilege of becoming more experienced in, in, in understanding who God is and understanding his love. The, the difference with Jesus when he lived was he didn't need that time. He was already experienced. He already knew all that. Yeah. But, but we don't. So we continue to change and grow and develop. And I think we get mediocre, Jeff, when 
we begin to think that I, I am not going to change anymore and, I, and there's nothing new to learn and, and there's no, no challenges. Uh, I've taught the Bible now for, you know, 35 years and there's nothing new I'm teaching. There's nothing new to teach. The, the reason it becomes new is because people's experiences along the line are different now. Mm-hmm. And so now they can take it in as something they've never taken in. And, and that's how I think we learn about gifts. I think we become more knowledgeable about our giftedness yeah. because of the experiences that we have. We begin to see how God works and we respond to that. And I would encourage our listeners, stay in God's word, continue to learn who he is. And in the process, you will discover more about yourself and him and what you're gifted at. We're going to talk more about these spiritual gifts as we go on the show, but mediocrity, if you want to break out of mediocrity, if you find that maybe the Christian life to you has become boring or dull or just not exciting, I would ask the question, are you operating in your spiritual giftedness? Are you operating with the, the gifts that God has given you, or are you just getting by? Are you just trying to stay keep your head above water? I think mediocrity comes when we start to let those things go and we stop operating in the spiritual gifts and we start to just work in our natural gifts. We're going to define this more in the second half of the show. Remember, you can chat with the live coach anytime at hopenet360.com. Join us on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB. The conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, your hosts tonight, Jason and Mike Ott are in studio as well. Guys, we've been chatting about gifts, and tonight we're talking about regifting. I don't know if you guys have thoughts about regifting or if you've ever regifted something before on Christmas. I know, Dave, you've you've given me a couple of things that weren't on Christmas, so uh, I don't think they were necessarily regifted. But some people, I think it's it's okay to say some people have regifted things. Yeah, you know what? Those things I gave you, though, were they useful to you? Absolutely. Yeah, see, and that's why they were given to you because, you know, when when you have two coats and somebody doesn't have one, what does the Bible tell you to do? Give. It tells you to give the other person a coat. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's all. And and some of the stuff that I gave you was like, you know, these are really good things, I thought, and I wish I could find somebody who actually needed them. And uh, and I had two of them. So it's like, give one away. Yeah. And I think that's part of, of re-gifting. Uh, the, the cool thing is that when you really gift, when you really give somebody something, um, you're not poorer for it. You're richer for it. And that's what's cool. You can give gifts away, and you you personally become richer because of it. Uh, not in the sense that you have more money, but in the sense that, that God made us to do that. When you look at the gifts in the Bible, they were all given to us for what reason? Why do we call them gifts? They were given to us. That's a gift. And they were given to us to give away. Uh, my wife, this this uh, Christmas, we have uh, she has an aging mother. And we went and visited her, and we know that her mother used to like to give things away to people. And so, so what she did is she made these ornaments. And my, my, my mother-in-law is a musician. She's an organ player. Um, and she played at church a lot, that kind of thing. So my wife made these ornaments where she put music inside a glass ornament, hmm. music sheets that were cut up. And then she put a ribbon around it, and she made a box of ornaments to give to my mother-in-law. And she gave them to her so that my mother-in-law could give them away because she knew how important that was to her, but, but she couldn't make things like that anymore. And, and so it, it's interesting. My wife gave a gift so that she could give a gift, hmm. if that makes sense yeah. to you. And I think that, that shows you what God does to us. He gave us a gift so that we could give the gift. Because without us getting it from him, we don't have a gift to give. I don't know if I just made everyone confused or not, but but that's basically how I see that. Here's something that I'm wondering. I don't think everything that would be regifted to us would be considered offensive. What would you guys say? What are some things that you think should never be regifted? Bear tickets. Yes. Yeah. Come on. Especially used ones like Peeps. after the game. <laughs> peeps. Peeps. Oh, peeps. I would never give peeps. No, no, no. Those go, those go into garbage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Jason. What do you Actually, think? Actually, I would probably I would probably regift peeps to Jeff. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, 
You know what? I, I think that when you give a gift to somebody because you're just obligated to, so you're looking around the house and you're going, oh, no, they gave me a gift. I got to go find a gift, you know? Yeah. What if- and you re-gift them something that you didn't want anyway. You didn't want it. It, it was useful, useless to you. I don't think that's a gift. I think you become a garbage collector for people then. <laughs> you know, a gift is something that, that you give because you want to help somebody with something that you have. It isn't, a, it isn't out of obligation. Yeah. When we give, like, money to God, we're told not to give out of obligation or not to give grudgingly. If we're giving out of obligation or we're giving grudgingly, I think the gift isn't worth much yeah. at that point, um, if that makes sense again. But, but I think it has to do more with attitude. We can re-gift things. Um, there's no doubt that, that there are things laying around that are dormant that I have that um, you as a young married couple or Jason— and his wife uh, may have use for. And and if you asked for it, I could gladly give it to you. And it may be something that's very useful to you that is collecting dust, you know, at my house. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are okay gifts. Uh, and I think that's really when you talk about the re-gifting that we have from the Holy Spirit, I think when we're living in sin, we certainly have the potential. Mm, yeah. But when we become a believer, then God re-gifts it or re-gives us the potential or the the ability now to reach our potential. Yeah, I think you're taking this a little bit too seriously, Dave. I was thinking like chewed bubble gum or like a half-eaten gingerbread house. Oh, you know, go. like now who would regift those? <laughs> That's what I'm. What what things would you not? Would you say no? You cannot regift that. Maybe after you vacuum and you take the bag out of the vacuum. Worn out shoes, man. Yeah. There oh, worn out shoes, definitely. Uh, Definitely. Anything that you would give as a white elephant gift. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You know, that would lo- fall in that category. Yeah. I, I would love a white elephant. I like that. Yeah. I like that. A, a, a real white elephant, though. I mean, I would I love had one. a porcelain one one time. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I got it in a white elephant gift. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. I like the vacuum idea because uh, a lot of times uh, you get a new vacuum for Christmas. Well, what do you do with that old one? Well, the church probably needs it even though it's breaking down and that's why i need a new one in the first place <laughs> that is so i don't true. think you should re-gift your old vacuum that the the switch doesn't you work or there's it, a wire it sounds broken. like you're speaking out of experience <laughs> yeah, you, you know what running a running a ministry for 30 some years no kidding i mean there are people that come up here with truckloads of garbage yeah and 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 want to give it to us you know i've even had somebody at one point say you know, we'd love to donate our, our van to you. It's not safe for our family anymore, so oh. we'd like to give it to you. <laughs> and I'm thinking, in, in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, we're going to put your kids in it when they come up to camp. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, I mean, don't, don't re-gift something that's a piece oh. of garbage. I, I had a guy come to me once, and he gave a gift to, to camp, and I was thanking him, and I was just profusely thanking him. And he goes, stop it. I was going to throw this out. This gift cost me nothing. When I actually give you something that, that costs me something, you can thank me. Hmm. And I thought, boy, that guy's wise. You know, I mean, really. Hmm. And honest about it. And yeah. so yeah. Uh, that's kind of an interesting twist on regifting right there. Mm-hmm. He didn't want thanks or anything. He made it clear I was getting rid of it. It, it didn't cost me a thing. It's not a gift because hmm. it didn't cost me. Wow, that's profound. That's, that's good. Uh, d- does a gift have to cost something? I think if you, like a, an intentional gift usually... It does cost you something. Yeah, but if you gave me something, Jason, that, that you just wanted to get rid of, is that a gift? Then it's just getting rid of my junk, and it's convenient. And But what if I needed it? I mean, Jeff, I gave you a, what, a weed whacker or something? Yeah. And, and a couch. Mm-hmm. It, it, but I didn't need those things. Yeah. So was that really a gift? I guess by definition, it didn't really, didn't really cost you anything. Yeah. So, well, it did uh, originally. Well, I bought both of those originally. Yeah, maybe. But, but they didn't have value now. I bought something new or I got something new so it was replaced. And really giving it to you saved it from just junking up my shed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. is that a gift then? Or, or are you my, my uh, relief valve for stuff I need to get rid of? <laughs> when I mean, you put it like that. I mean, if it meets a need, if you know your neighbor needed one I would, and couldn't afford one, maybe that is a gift in a way. Yeah, I'm not saying, I'm just wondering because I, I, I loved what this guy told me that one time. And it wasn't that we didn't need what he gave us. We did. So that was really good. Mm-hmm. He was just personally looking at it as, look, this wasn't something that cost me. So it's not from me a gift to you. Mm-hmm. And I don't want your thanks because I, I should thank you for taking it kind of thing. And I understood that after yeah. he said it. I think I think Starbucks is uh, one that I've gotten regifted so many times. And I'm very happy when people give them to me. So, yeah, those are nice. I wouldn't mind like a coffee mug. I, I like being regifted coffee mugs. I've had that at White Elephant Gifts, and I'm like, I'm not going to turn down a coffee mug. 
Unless it's, I mean, right, I, carefully, you might end up with a lot of yeah, coffee. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm oh, picturing these semi-loads of coffee comes in my <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, I don't mind. I don't, I don't discriminate. You're in trouble. Yeah? I was going to say, your wife might change your <laughs> yeah, mind pretty soon. You are in trouble. <laughs> oh, man. Talking Everybody about... who gets a coffee mug this year, re-gift it to, to Jeff. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, if it's a new coffee mug, sure, definitely re-gifted. What uh, if it's not new? Well, then I'll wash it up and make it look like new. Anyway, tonight on the show, we're talking about spiritual gifts. So this is a time of year where we get focused on the physical gifts, and it can kind of become that time when when there's the haves versus the have-nots. We look out in our culture and we think, man, if I just had this, if I just had the new Lexus or I had the new you know, Mercedes or, or the new Frozen movie or a Taylor Swift album or whatever, iPhone, if you want to put that in there, you know, we get so focused on those things that we actually – we create this culture of haves versus have-nots. And maybe tonight I want to speak more to the have-nots. I don't, you know, if you have those things, that's great. But the reality is, is whatever things we have in our life, there still, they're still lends us that moment where we feel like we don't have everything. We don't have it all. We're missing something in our life. Isn't that the case? We get all these gifts at Christmas or at our birthday or different times of the year. Even with the Weed Whacker, Dave, I got to admit, I would like I, – I do have a, a push blower for the snow and stuff, something to move the snow. But, you know, I would, I really would like to have a bigger snow blower, one that actually blows snow so I just can just, you know, walk and I can chew gum and wear my shoes. I don't have to, like, work too hard. I can just push all the snow out of the way and – and it'd be all super nice. Like the guy next door, he has a really nice snowblower. So I feel like there's still something missing in my life. And we end up getting so much stuff that no matter what stuff we get, it still seems like it doesn't fully meet our needs or fully fulfills us. So we're going to pick up this conversation when we come back. Remember, you can chat with the live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. Also, jump on the tweet back. We'd love to hear from you yet on the show. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Share your thoughts in 140 characters or less. We'll be back here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Guys, we're talking about spiritual gifts, and we've waited long enough to talk about really what are spiritual gifts. When someone comes to you, and I know, Mike, you've had a lot of ministry experience, and you've had your years in seminary, and, and Jason is, is youth pastor, and, and Dave, in all the different things, all the different capacities of working with people, uh, whether it's parents, whether it's step-parents, whether it's grandmas and grandpas, aunts and uncles, teenagers, how would you define what a spiritual gift is? I would define it as um, something that, that God uniquely gives an individual in order to build or make the rest of the body uh, the best it can be. Uh, and it's consistent with all of Scripture. For, for example, it, it, they're listed. I mean, you can go to First uh, Corinthians 13, CMX 16, and, and see some different ones. Like the, the gift of prophecy, if you want to call it that, or, or serving or teaching. Um, the Bible tells us there are certain gifts that were given to churches to just build up the church. And that would be the gift of evangelism and the gift of, of, of pastor and teacher. And, and so what's interesting, again, is to look at the list, I think, that the, the Scriptures put forth. Uh, like prophecy, for example. It's not necessarily like the old prophets of old, but the, the, what, what the prophets did was they said, thus saith the Lord. In other words, they spoke forth and declared the divine will of God to a generation that was there, and they were very, I'm very prophetic in how I speak. Um, it's not that I'm necessarily telling about the future necessarily, because that's how we kind of pin it. It's more like, look, God said this. This is what it means. We're not doing it. And the reason I see it that way is because when you become a believer, the Holy Spirit, who is the great communicator, it, the Holy Spirit lives within you. And that Holy Spirit gifts you uniquely so that you can help build the body of Christ. You can help make uh, Christians be all that they can be. And if you're not a Christian, you don't have that. If you are a Christian, it's not that you don't have the potential, but if you're not a Christian, you don't have that unique gifting and empowering of the Holy Spirit. 
Yeah, going off of even what Dave said, you know, as he talked about, you know, how the Holy Spirit uniquely gifts us. When you think about the body of believers, and I, I love the illustration that Paul uses as he's teaching or talking to the church of Ephesus. Uh, if you have your Bibles in front of you, it's in Ephesians chapter 4. Um, and he specifically mentions some gifts. And then he refers to the body of believers as a body joined together, every joint in which is equipped. And when each is working properly, makes the, the whole body grow, um, that it builds itself up in love. And, and to me, like I'm a very visual learner and that helps me understand the way that God has designed spiritual gifts because each of us has an ability that, that is given to us. And when we receive Christ in our hearts, the Holy Spirit then, um, enables us to take those abilities and use them for that bigger part of the body for the way that God has intended them to do. And that's the cool thing, you know, and there's many young people out there that may have taken, you know, spiritual gift tests or that sort of thing. And there's, there's a whole variety of what it, what it, it looks like. And there's scripture all over the place that talks about it. You know, some people are very gifted with hospitality. Some people are very gifted at serving. Some people are very gifted as, as pastors, you know, to have that shepherding heart and, and that sort of stuff. And so there's a lot of different ways to look at spiritual gifts. But to me, it's cool because in the broader scheme of things, each of us has our own responsibility to do our part. You know, some of us, it may be the hand. Some of us, it may be the nose. You know, some of us, maybe the eyes. You know, or even as Dave was talking about, you know, as he speaks, he speaks truth to this generation. And so all of us have those responsibilities to help the greater whole. But that doesn't mean that we're exclusively necessarily limited to those abilities. You know, oftentimes, and we were talking in the break um, at one point where Dave said, you know, think of our mouths. You know, oftentimes we use our mouths to speak. But sometimes we use our teeth to open a package or something. You know, it's not like our teeth were created to open up a package, but it (laughs) still can be used Um, in a different way. We talked about mediocrity before. And as Christians, I think sometimes as we figure out our spiritual gift, we kind of limit ourselves sometimes because we think that's the only thing that we can do. But because I think we we have the Holy Spirit, you know, enabling us. So we're gifted in, in certain ones that come easily to us. But that doesn't necessarily mean if I'm not gifted in hospitality that I should never show hospitality. And so we all work together contributing together. And that's how, how spiritual gifts work. I mean, when you look at the, the list of, of gifts, it, it, there's encouraging, teaching, giving, leadership, mercy, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, distinguishing of, of spirits, the speaking of tongues, the interpretation of tongues, the helps. The list goes on. They're all there in order to really build each other up. Yeah. And be used in that in that sense. And the fun part of life is when we start living in a manner that God created us to live. And the Holy Spirit enables us to do that. What's happening a lot of times is people are, are, are really looking uh, in the flesh apart from doing the miraculous. And I'm not saying you, you go out there and try to look at me, do the miraculous. If, if, if you are really gifted of God, when you exercise that gift, people see God. They don't see you. That's how you can distinguish whether that's a gift of the Holy Spirit or not. If, if you keep getting in the way, then that's really not of the Holy Spirit because God isn't going to do something where he says, look at Dave. Let's, let's make Dave front and center. That's not what's going to happen. And, and what's really cooler about that even is that when God does that, I become totally fulfilled and significant and secure in this life. When I think spiritual gifts, just thinking about them, I believe that spiritual gifts do come when you ask Jesus into your heart, when the Holy Spirit's there. Uh, So the Holy Spirit gives you those gifts, as well as uh, without the Holy Spirit, you don't have those gifts. And so one of the biggest things is when you accept Jesus into your heart and have the Holy Spirit living in you is to figure out what you are gifted at. And I believe that some people are gifted in one ways and other people are gifted in other ways. But I do believe the same Holy Spirit that lives inside of you gives you the ability to tap into the gifts that are there. And uh, I want to encourage listeners, to, if you are uh, a believer in Jesus and you do have Jesus in your heart, you need to figure out what your spiritual gift is. Uh, the church needs you. Uh, I think of one of the best Black Friday specials this year were Beats. Um, Beats were on sale everywhere, every store. Can you imagine that that's what you wanted for Christmas? You get that present, you open it up, you find the Beats, and you leave them in the package for the next year, and you don't use them. What use were they? Uh, I think as a Christian, you need to be able to figure out 
your spiritual gift, and then you need to use it. Uh, I pulled up First Peter 4.10. It says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various form. We need to use what the Holy Spirit has given us. If we're a believer, he's given us uh, gifts to share with not just the church, but with the community and the people around us. And, you know, I think the key, the key is it, it said that you received. It's not something we've earned or worked at. It's something God's given us, and he's given it to us to give it away, not to use it for our own benefit, not to use things for ourselves. It's so true. It is so true. And, and Mike, you did say something important, that spiritual gifts, we get those when we accept Christ, that it's not like we have to, we don't have to be born with them. See, I think there's a lot of questions about spiritual gifts, what they are and what they aren't. And I, I think it's important to distinguish that your spiritual gifts, they're not natural abilities or talents that you're born with. Like Dave said, having an ear for music or the ability to draw, like, you know, Mike, you talk about those things. Spiritual gifts differ from natural gifts like musical ability, creativity, athletic prowess, even computer skills. Some of you are really good with computers and some really aren't. And I just want to encourage you, if you're not good with computers, you're not good even with reading, those aren't necessarily, those aren't spiritual gifts. Those are more natural, natural abilities. It's also not based on an office or a position or even a job you hold. Some people think spiritual gifts are only for pastors or for missionaries or evangelists, people who are working in a church. No, this isn't for a certain position, not, you know, not a president, even though presidents can have spiritual gifts. And, and if they're believers, if they're in Christ, they have those. And it's also, Dave, you talk a lot about this, introverts and extroverts. It's not based on your personality type it's not it's not based on if you're an introvert or an extrovert mm-hmm. some people think you know spiritual gifts these things that are supposed to be for the benefit of the church they're only for extroverts they're only for introverts they're not they're not me and the reality is is no they're not they're not determined by us they're determined by god god gives them at his will in whatever specific needs we have. So we're going to wrap up this show and wrap up the conversation. Remember to go and check out the show notes for this show because we are posting quite a number of links and also that video from Vadi Bakum. Go and check it out at hopenet360.com slash radio. Just look for the post tonight. It should be about gifts there on our website. So check it all out. Chat with the live coach right now at hopenet360.com as well. We'll wrap up the show when we come back on Hopenet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Every show on demand at HopeNet360.com. Subscribe to the podcast. If you miss any part of the show, you can go back and listen to any episode of HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, your host tonight. Jason and Mike in with us as our panel of hope. And guys, it's been a lot of fun talking about spiritual gifts. And as we wrap up this conversation, it's so important, I think, that every single person understands that you have abilities. God is, at at the time that you come and find Christ, when you come into a relationship with him, he gives us his spirit. See, it's not just that we know God or that we read our Bible, but we actually have a relationship with the living God, and he gives us his spirit which then it imparts to us specific spiritual gifts. And those are laid out in the Bible. We're posting those on our show notes tonight at hopenet360.com. But any person, it's not a, a, it's not one of those things that you have to be a certain personality type. Um, it's not based on any of those things. It's only based on what God wants to give to you. And so we've, we've listed all these different ones that are on our website. And go and check those out. But I, guys, I'm convinced that when we understand the gifts, we understand the spiritual gifts that God gives – and when we are equipped by the Spirit, the more we understand ourselves and how we fit in this world. I think it's so important if you're, if you're questioning who you are and what you're going to do with yourself, I think you first have to ask the question, well, how has God wired me? And, and begin to pursue that. And then when you, when you discover some of your gifts, when you uh, understand more of how you're gifted, what the spiritual gifts are, you'll begin to, to tune those up and to operate in those and guys, I'm wondering your thoughts too. As we're wrapping up this conversation, what what has been really in in the front of your mind? What do you think is the most important thing about spiritual gifts? Yeah, I think the most important thing is that we we understand that we pursue God, not the gift. Hmm. And the gift will be evident, and it'll be evident to others what it is. Probably more evident to others than ourselves, hmm. because uh, to us it'll seem like a normal part of life. Um, when I played football, that was one of the things when I got hurt my senior year, I asked the coaches, and I may have said this before, you know, why did you recruit me? And they looked at me and they said immediately, 
because you had the things that we could not teach. And I thought, that's interesting. You know, I had the energy. I was all over the field. I had certain things I did very well, but I, I, I didn't have all the techniques down and the stuff that they could actually teach me on. And I didn't know that, but they knew that by watching me. So I, I would say pursue God with your whole heart and your whole mind and your whole soul. Pursue God. And, and as you do that and as you're obedient to him, the gifts that the Spirit gives you will be evident, at least to others who are godly, and, and then uh, get into a mentoring relationship where somebody can help you bring that out. Yeah, and I think going off of that, Dave, I think that's, that's really cool in the way that that works because as we grow in our relationship with God, then it helps us to refine you know, and realize with our own eyes then that giftedness because we get to see it because naturally it comes to us. Right. Um, but the more that we see God, the more that he even shows how he's given us that ability. Um, during one of the breaks I was talking, you know, and, and I think a lot of youth pastors even would say this, that the way that they've done ministry years ago, if they were to put into action what they know now, it would be different. Yeah. And it's not that they did anything wrong. It's just they understand their giftedness more because of where they're at. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's the amazing thing is that's how we continue to grow and continue to understand the way that God has gifted us is the more that we get to know him, the more that we then get to use our giftedness to help others see him. Yep. For me, uh, as we're wrapping up the show, is just to share a little bit of my uh, understanding of my spiritual gifts. And uh, I fall under teaching as one of my strengths, uh, even more specifically, creative communication. And it's something that's been valid. Uh, I'm a big believer that when you come to my youth group or you come to church and I'm speaking, I shouldn't bore you to death. That's just me. I'm very hard on myself. I find ways to communicate to people in different ways. Uh, I try not to deliver the same message in the same way or week after week be the same way. Uh, There's been multiple things, whether it's PowerPoint to object lessons, student notes to conversation of having the people preach back to me that I've been able to use because I'm really gifted in that. I can think of a time where I was preaching one morning and I made a loaf of bread. Uh, I didn't know how to make a loaf of bread, but because I was talking about the disciples and them fighting over a loaf of bread on the ship, I figured, hey, I need to know what I'm talking about. So I went and I figured out what yeast is and uh, understood the yeast of the Pharisees and all that kind of stuff. And I learned about it by doing a loaf of bread. There's other times where I brought the kids up on stage and had like a bookshelf and a rocking chair and some mats for them. And I gave them a story. And then talked about the Bible and how that's the most important story that we can have as a believer. Mm -hmm. And so I find ways that normally are outside the box to most people when you think of preaching or teaching. But God's gifted me that way to be able to communicate truth, to continue to give uh, people uh, different ways that learn differently, uh, an opportunity to hear God's word in a different light. It's so important then as we're talking about spiritual gifts, if you know what your spiritual gifts are, I, I would just encourage you, if you're not doing it already, find ways to operate in it. I think that's really the next step is that you really discover your gift, you develop your gift, and then you deploy. I like that, just the word phrase there and, and using those gifts. See, spiritual gifts aren't for us. And Dave, you, you pointed this out so eloquently that it's not for us. If our spiritual gifts were just for us, if the whole Christian life was just about us, how great would that really be? You know, if you live your life that it's so focused on myself, it's so focused on who I am, and if our spiritual gifts were just a, another part of that where it was just about me, it would get so boring. It would get so dull, and it would it would really get depressing because when we focus on ourselves, when we, when we live for ourselves, when we – even now, even Christmas, there's there are a lot of people that they don't even buy gifts for other people. They buy gifts for themselves. Just to fill their wants and their desires. Do they wrap them up too? I don't know. I, I don't even know if they wrap them up. I mean, it, <laughs> maybe they terrible. save a few bucks and, <laughs> and do that. But, uh, you know, I don't understand the point of that, really. I mean, where's the joy in that? There can't be. I mean, when you, you, when you have gifts that you give yourself, that, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's not, how you, that's not how you live. And there's no joy in that. People, there's a barometer. If you're very miserable in life, often it's because you're just focused on yourself. And that's a whole other show. But uh, this is a great time of year where we can start really focusing on God and Jesus coming and focusing on what we can do for others. Yeah, and, and here's the compassion gift in me. If you're somebody who is in that have-not category, and maybe you're in the have category where you feel like you have, you've got everything at your fingertips. But for those who feel like distinguished this year, they... 
you just don't have what you want. You're not getting what you want. Maybe there's difficulties going on in your life and, and you just, you feel left out. I really want to encourage you tonight. God's gifts are not just for Christmas time. They're not things that will fade. They're not things that will go away, that will lose their glisten or their glow, you know, after you get them. See, all the presents that we could ever acquire through the years, whether different Christmases, white elephant gifts, whatever you want to call them, those things are going to fade. Those things are, they're not going to be as important as they once were. You know, I can remember growing up, I, I'd get video games or I would get uh, games in general, just stuff to play with. And, you know, even the Legos, after a while, I stopped building things with Legos. I, I just stopped playing with maybe my Hot Wheels cars or I stopped, I got other interests. And so my, my interests even changed. So even with the things that you're going to get or that you really want, begin to ask the question, are those the things that really are going to bring me satisfaction? And then if the answer is no, which in most cases, yeah, that's going to be your answer. No, the physical things will fade. Then desire the spiritual gifts. Desire what God has for you. Because I tell you what, when you start operating in the spiritual gifts, when you start operating in those and using those for the benefit of other people, that's where you find joy. That's where you find hope. That's where you find satisfaction. And that's where you find security and significance is in those things. Is when you're working and you're, you're just allowing God to work through you. That's where the joy is. And so tonight, if you want to learn more about that, go and chat with the live coach. I just encourage you to, to get in touch with the live coach at HopeNet360.com. This is a place where you can go in and begin to explore those, ask those questions. If you're wondering about what your spiritual gift is, just like Mike, you know, if you're a young person and you're like, no one's ever asked me what my spiritual gifts are, we have some tests at HopeNet360.com, just some really basic online tests that help you to, to kind of figure out how you're wired and how God has built you and, and designed you. So check that out at HopeNet360.com slash radio under the show note for tonight. For Dave, Jason, Mike, I'm Jeff saying so long. We'll see you guys online and next week. Bye-bye. Later.